You know, for the longest time, I didn't want to tell anyone about, you know, me being HIV positive because I don't know. It, it just seemed to me that like at the time, even though I was surrounded by this love within my inner circles, I was afraid of being judged. Um, I was afraid to like be repeating my story over and over again in the most insane kind of way. Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Me Searchers. You are listening to the Me Search podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo. And I am Crystal Tugatti. I don't know if I'll ever say my name in any other way now that we're, I'm saying my whole name. Okay, just, one more time. How did you yeah, say yeah, it? Yeah. How did you say it? And I am Crystal Tugatti. <laughs> okay, now give me one, give me a version of you where it's like, you're sad. You're sad. And I am Crystal Tugatti. Okay, now one where you're hopeful. And I am Crystal Tugatti. And now one where you're like scared for the future, but you know everything is going to be okay. And I'm Crystal Tugatti. Oh, damn. An actor! <laughs> An actor, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. Anywho. Continue. <laughs> on this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other with friends and with leaders in the community. Together, we'll unpack important issues, learn and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. Mm -hmm. So today, we will be talking about a subject that needs more light, understanding, and knowledge. Today, we're going to be talking about HIV and AIDS. Um, So just a very, very brief overview, and I invite all of you to do your homework but we'll we'll do a little a little cliff's note. Um, <clears throat> according to HIV.gov, HIV, a human immunodeficiency virus, is a virus that attacks cells that helps the body fight infection, making a person more vulnerable to other infections and diseases. If left untreated, HIV can lead to the disease AIDS, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. AIDS is the late stage of HIV infection that occurs when the body's immune system is badly damaged because of the virus. And approximately 1.2 million people in the U.S. have HIV, and about 13% of them don't know it and need testing. There is a lot of stigma around this pandemic, and this pandemic has been going on for 40 years because of the history of how the public learned about it. But we are here at MeSearch to destigmatize and be educated about this pandemic. And to talk about this subject, we've got a friend of the pod and my personal best friend of shit. Of life. 19 years. Oh, dang. Has it been 19? It's been 19 years. We're going on 20 years. Oh, God. Orange County's most popular guy. (laughs) I cannot with you. (laughs) The fiercest of all fierce, Patrick Asense. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like we've, we've, we've talked about this for like a year or so, and I'm finally here. Thank you. Yeah. Such a pleasure to have you here. It's, um, I, I think, uh, 
we have been talking about Patty on this show for since like season one, like the beginning, <laughs> like every oh time it's God. like, oh, shout out to Patty, shout out to Patty. And yeah. now Patty, you're here. You're I here. Know. You've made it. We're here. Made it. I've made it. Yay. I love it. And I'm just so very thankful for the both of you for creating such a platform and such a space for for anyone that has a story to tell um who want to inspire others out there in the community and i'm all for it i'm just so proud of you guys season three yes i wait the uh, season three season okay oh my god i can't even believe i can't wait yeah. for season 10 <laughs> <laughs> and you That's have really a story fun. to tell <clears throat> um and in this episode uh it is a very sensitive topic and um we appreciate you spending your time with us um again it's uh, the subject that we're talking about AIDS and HIV. So can you speak to us about your lived experience um, with regards to your diagnoses and um, like how you found out? Tell us about it. Oh God. Um, 2016, literally the summer, I want to say maybe June or July, I started feeling really sick. Now at the time I, you know, Anyone in, in, in my circumstance would just think like, oh, you're just regularly sick. You just look like really sick. Um, and then I've noticed that I, I couldn't breathe really well. Um, I'm trying to give you guys the abridged version because it is too long. Um, and then I started noticing that crystal, started noticing that I was losing a lot of weight. Um, when I was moving, uh, all of my girlfriends were starting to see that I was losing a lot of weight. Richie was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Um, until I was admitted to the ER. Um, <clears throat> I was seeing a family doctor at the time and he looked at my hands and my hands and nails and my toes were blue. And um, basically it was like, how long has it been happening? I was like, oh, you know, for just a week or so. And it's like, I need to go to the ER right now. So my, my dear sister, Yena, and uh, my husband, Richie, took me um, and literally wheeled me in. Uh, my oxygen level is at 63%. So literally, I was literally on the cusp of dying. Like, I don't, I say that a lot nowadays because I'm so comfortable saying the story, but people are so shocked that I, I could have died that day. Um, and then they took me in, they started uh, measuring everything they could. And the doctor, the ER doctor, who by the way was hella fine, uh, <laughs> asked me, literally, recommend. Oh, I don't know what his name was, but I was like, hello, Dr. Dreamy. Um, he had whispered to me, like, do, do you want to take an HIV test? And I was I was almost kind of taken aback and actually was kind of offended. I was like, uh, no, I don't need one. Why would I need one at all? And so they got me to my room after being in the ER for about an hour. And I saw my primary care doctor at the time again because he works at St. Jude's Hospital. Now it's called Providence Hospital. Um, and he told me I had a specific pneumonia specifically for people that have HIV or AIDS. And so I was like, okay, like, I, I don't know how to react to that. And it was on September 1st, 2016, that I was officially diagnosed as having uh, AIDS. So like what you said earlier today, like earlier in the pod, it's the, it's the late stage of HIV. Um, normally, so this is how scary it was. So normally for a regular human being, your CD4, CD4 count, which is basically your white blood cells, 
uh, is between 1,200 to 400 counts, right? Mine was less than 20. So I was literally, if I didn't go to the hospital anytime during that day, I would have died of pneumonia. Specifically, I think it's called PCP. I don't know what the full name is. So, so I was diagnosed. Uh, I cried for five minutes with my sister uh, because she, they wanted to be, they just wanted me to have the conversation with doctors. Like, no, this is my sister. This is my blood. She's been with me. So I cried for five minutes. And a little voice inside me said, well, bitch, what the fuck are you going to do now? And I think at that moment in time, I knew that I was in great care. Yes, I was literally on the doorstep of death. But that moment was really like, I remember that day so well. I no longer get emotional with it because it's been uh, a little over six years since I've been diagnosed. Um, but but yeah, I I it felt like my life had to reset with everything that I knew, with everything that I have now. Um, it doesn't it doesn't define me as a person, but it actually adds on to the value that I could share to the world by sharing my message. And uh, six years here, I think my last count was like 450. I think that the highest my CD4 card will ever be is like 650, 700. Um, I'm on medication every day and I'm living and thriving the best I can possibly be or do so yeah so i almost died and but i'm still here so you're still here the universe is not uh done with me just yet <laughs> and i'm not done with life just yet so yeah so yeah it's been over uh six years this is the first year that i completely forgot about it oh. i don't know if it was just yeah i completely just forgot about it and i think someone had reminded i think my sister was the one that reminded me and i was like oh Oh shit! I've passed that milestone, and it does. It no longer affects me emotionally in a way that it used to. Because I, I used to just cry for like a quick minute uh, every time that date comes around. Hmm. But, but now it's it's. I'm okay. I'm here. She's so fucking sick, Ning, <laughs> and she, you know, and I'm I'm really just trying to live the best possible life that I that I can and give as much of myself as I can because life is never a guarantee, you know? And so I have to take it day by day. Um, just always be grateful for, for what I have and for what I've received in life. And hopefully, you know, when I wake up the next day, I, you know, that is, that's what I look forward to. Just waking up every single day is a blessing. I don't always vocalize it, but I, I feel in my heart that like every single day is a blessing. And here I am, just just thriving and uh, trying to stay here for as long as I can. And with modern medicine, I'm probably going to be here for a really long time. So yes, mm, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Because there has been so much stigma around HIV and AIDS, being in the Filipino community, um where we have stigmas about everything. Um, what, <laughs> what, are, uh, what are the stigmas? Did you have stigmas before your diagnosis about HIV and AIDS? I mean, at, 
at the time when when they had diagnosed me, I never really thought about it that much. And that is, you know, 100% complete transparency because I would never think that it would happen to me. Sure. It was one of those things that I cannot believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you had a dictionary of like, this can never happen to me, I would be exhibit A in that picture. Like, you know, like I never really thought about it. But like, you know, growing up, you know, I there was always that stigma of like, um, you know, this is the gay disease. Mm-hmm. You know, you deserve this because you don't live. You don't live in the in the ways of the Bible, and you don't practice what you, what you, um, what you pray on. Um, a lot of people called, uh, especially during the eighties, at the height of the uh, AIDS ep- uh, epidemic, that people were dirty. Um, that you know they do a lot of drugs. They don't. They don't protect themselves, you know, and much of that is still around. It's not as pervasive as it is because, again, with modern medicine, it's it's actually help us live longer to prevent um, the transmission of AIDS and H- HIV, you know, and just simply just using a condom will definitely help. But, like, within the Filipino community, for me personally, I've never faced that. It was more, it was quite the opposite. Um, oh. I received more, like a lot of love from my community. Of course they would ask. They would ask how you would get it. Like, who did you get it from? And uh, I swear to the universe and whoever is a maker at the end of the day that I really don't know. That is the one mystery in life that I will probably get answered to if when I move on to the next chapter of my existence is I don't know where I got it from, you know? And so that I could literally spend days just trying to think about it but i i don't know i don't know but uh for me personally in terms of being stigmatized i i didn't feel that because i was surrounded by people who knew me that loved me that knew that this was just a part of me and doesn't completely define who i am as a person and who i've been so yeah but i I've heard so many stories from people being kicked out because they were they were diagnosed with AIDS from families. They were ostracized by literally everyone in their circles. And so I I can honestly say like I'm one of the few lucky ones that didn't have to experience that. But it's it's real. It's the stigma is real. It's still here uh, because we still do have a lot of backwards people around the world, not just here in the U.S. but especially in the Philippines, where literally like what you said earlier, everything is bad. Everything is is also bad, you know. So, yeah. How has your perception of the world, or perhaps the community of folks who have uh, similar diagnoses, how has that changed since twenty sixteen? You know, for the longest time, I didn't want to tell anyone about you know, me being HIV positive because I don't know. It it just seemed to me that like at the time, even though I was surrounded by this love within my inner circles, I was afraid of being judged. Um, I was afraid to like be repeating my story over and over again in the most insane kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I've gotten kind of, obviously I'm 40 now. As, as I've gotten older and a lot more wiser and living through this day by day, you know, there's the one thing that we really truly do need, especially 
within the HIV and AIDS community is a lot more compassion and a lot more understanding and to really just be sensitive about where people are coming from because this is the one thing that you don't ever think is going to happen to you. No one goes out of their way and say, oh, I'm going to get AIDS today. I'm going to get unprotected sex because I want to get, you know, like there's, there's no one goes out of the way to have this. Mm-hmm. It is, it is the one thing that I feel like people need to just understand is that it happens and it happens in, in the most randomest way. And I feel like people just need to have a little bit more compassion, a little bit more understanding and we're not filthy, you know, we're, we're literally just trying to exist in a way that makes us feel as normal as possible, you know? So, right. yeah. Something I learned, um, you equals you. Um, yes. Undetectable equals untransmissible. And, you know, one of the, you know, the stigmas growing up, it's like, oh, you can get it, like, so easily, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, everyone. Will I take a sip of Patrick's, milk tea if he is having milk tea and i want a sip of milk tea i will have a sip of milk tea from patrick's cup (laughs) it's fine (laughs) it's fine i saw a a video of this woman's like um she went to like family's house and she used the bathroom and like she noticed them cleaning the toilet like after she used it it's like you're not going to get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not going to mm-hmm. get it by just sitting on the toilet. So I think all these like really silly, really fucking silly um, stigmas and stories that we were led to believe because of how it was presented to us in the 80s. We really need to dispel all of that. And yes, have compassion because mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly like if you (laughs) i watch the crowd have you seen the crowd on netflix yes Mm -hmm. oh my god i'm catching up i i haven't seen season five yet but (gasps) there's a moment it i know i know i know i need to get it i need to get into it i was literally before this i was watching literally i was been watching uh our universe on netflix uh and it's uh (laughs) it's narrated by morgan freeman I think he should just narrate everything in life because he <laughs> just sounds so gorgeous. But like Princess Diana, at the height of the pandemic, especially in England, was really the first person to like to show compassion and honor to to AIDS and HIV patients. Do you remember her hugging people and people mm-hmm. were shocked? People were like, "Oh my god, she touched his hand! Oh my god, she gave him a hug!" I think. I think th- those moments really symbolize this movement of just like really understanding the disease and really just showing that people are suffering and they need they need more than just your judgment. They need obviously like care, but they also need to be recognized, validated, and seen as human beings. And that like it is okay. And yes, and you know, untra- undetected me undetectable equals un, um, untransmissible like that, that's because of modern medicine, you know, like yeah. if your CD4 count is great, if you're taking your medicine every single day, you, you can't get it. You can't get it from someone, you know, unless you're doing the opposite of what you should be doing. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And like I said before, there's a lot of backwards people in this world still that still don't understand that. Um, yeah, it's it's nuts. I think a lot of folks probably don't understand the experience because they don't know what modern medicine is like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was your understanding of treatments, the technologies, like back in 2016 when you first discovered? I still remember, uh, do you guys remember how MTV used to do like, uh, what is it? My True Life or something like that. It's yeah, where like yeah, yeah. They, they follow, it's like a documentary stuff and a thing. I remember watching particularly someone, like I think it was a woman that had HIV at the time during like the late 90s. And she was, I think she had maybe 15, I might be exaggerating, maybe 15 or 20 pills that she was taking every single day. Mm-hmm. And when I got my medication, it was just one. Wow. It was a four in one. But it was just one. And now um, I'm still in consultation with my specialist. Uh, shout out to Dr. Prashanti Alcal. I love you. Saving my life <laughs> always. Um, there's a there's this shot now that if if I qualify for it and if my body uh, accepts it, uh, it's every 60 days. Wow. So I don't have to pill. Yeah, I don't have to take a pill every single day. Um, and then there is, apparently there was this uh, gentleman in England who was, cured of AIDS and HIV, I think. But the way that he went through it was pretty crazy. He, they basically had to destroy his bone marrow. And oh my God. Yeah, they had to destroy his bone marrow completely so that it could regenerate because that's where the virus lives, in your bone marrow. Mm. And so when you get rid of that and you rebuild it up, you could technically be, be cured of AIDS, but I wouldn't want to put, I think he put himself through like two years of that. And according to him, it was hell, but he's very grateful that he was able to do that. But yeah, I mean, it literally went from 15 pills to just one. And now there's a shot that could be taken every 60 days. So. Man, technology, dude. Yeah. Right? I, I have a really strong sense that like, we're going to see a cure in my lifetime. If not my lifetime, definitely like in like the next generation's lifetime, I think we definitely eradicate this. But I think the number one thing that we really have to focus on, not just on medicine, but on education and destigmatizing the disease, because it's really important for us to to just know that this is just kind of like cancer. It's literally how we treat it and how we attack it and how we make sure that, that people with my condition are living the best possible life they can and being healthy and staying healthy is like really key. So yeah, I think, and I believe it's Moderna. I'm not sure. I recently read an article somewhere that they're trying to use the same technology that they use for the COVID vaccines for a possible vaccination for HIV. So that is quite interesting. Yes. So I'm not sure where they're at with that. Um, But yeah. So we're going to, I don't know, we're, we're in groundbreaking mode when it comes to treatment for HIV and AIDS. You know, I mean, when PrEP came out, that was really such a huge mon- monumental thing, especially for the LGBTQIA like, community. Like the fact that we, like anyone could take a pill, um, especially if, with, if they're with a loved one who, who has the disease, to not be able to transfer it over. Like I think that in and of itself, besides, you know, obviously using a condom, um, 
to really protect themselves from the disease. So yeah, it's crazy. Like everyone started popping preps as soon as it came out. Crazy. Crazy times, but I'm I'm looking forward to the day that they could actually say, like, we found a cure. I'm like, yay, let me have it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're living in a time where um the medical technology, medical advancements are allowing people to live really fulfilling lives where like maybe 20 years ago that might not have been the case no right no that's why i feel like when when people talk about the 80s and the 90s again during the height of of the epidemic they literally considered as the lost generation yeah and i mean there was a lot of factors reagan is a shit show i'm just (sighs) gonna say that i don't want to get too political but but you know but it didn't really affect them until Nancy Reagan's daughter came out as a lesbian. And then they're like, oh, let's go help these people now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to that rabbit hole because that's going to be too much. But like, it, it's, it's a lost generation. Like a lot of beautiful people lost their lives for something that the government or even anyone in general, if they were, they were given just an ounce of compassion and care. It, yeah, I, my doctor always tells me that like that lost generation, it was just, it's just a crazy time that we actually wholly let people die Mm. like that. It's interesting that now that the, the treatments are just uh, a single pill, whether it's preventative or like maintenance or whatnot. But like, Mm -hmm. I just think of the amount of like supplements I take every day yeah i take like freaking six pills a day seven pills a day whatever um and that's like just a part of my daily routine and it doesn't affect me um so i just imagine like oh a single pill it's like yeah that's to me it's like groundbreaking it's amazing yeah it's like when someone has diabetes and has to take a pill for their diabetes or like yes yeah blood pressure and stuff which is like so many of our aunties and uncles yeah you know? literally like, yes. everybody has like prescription medications yeah or like every vitamins. yeah every yes. elder i know has some kind of prescription so this ain't anything yeah. different it's so yeah. funny because the first couple of years of taking genvoya that's that's been my medication since day one like when i missed it for the very first time i cried I was like, I literally had an anxiety, like a panic attack. I was like, oh my God, I missed it. And so I told my doctor and and she was like, you're okay. It's okay to miss a day. Don't miss it too often. But, and then she's like, and I was like, oh my God, I missed it by like, like five minutes, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, if if you don't take it on time, you have about an hour window to take it again. You're okay. Yeah. So like, I'm no longer panicking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which was like the biggest thing because I was like because in the back of my head like literally and I'm not sure if, if anyone who who's in the same boat as me like the back of my head was like you have so much more to give why do you take the medicine take it on time you have to take that on time because you have so much left to do in this life so like that is the 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 conscious the conscious in my head that's telling me like bitch you gotta fucking take it mm-hmm. You still have to drive, bitch. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that sounds like a lot of um, anxiety, Pat. <laughs> How yeah, you... well, I mean, that's... Oh, I mean, I don't have that anymore because I'm like, I need to relax. And, and okay, this is going to sound really, really crazy, but as 
when I got diagnosed in overtime, living with this, I have given less fucks about a lot of small things I used to give a lot of fucks about. Mm-hmm. Like some. people, like like people's opinion. Uh huh. That was that was the one that I stopped. And and people's judgment of me and how I live my life. And I'm like, I really don't give a rat shit. I almost died, bitch. I don't get like like I hope this never happens to both of you. And I hope you never have to experience this ever. But when you're in that doorstep of death and you get pulled back by the universe saying, No, bitch, you're 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 still here because you still have a purpose, it gives you this license in you within your soul and within your being to say, you know what, live the best fucking life you can get, live and do not give a fuck about what people think about you and the journey that you're in because it is your own journey. It's no one else's. No one is driving that fucking car but you. So drown it out. And literally that has been the biggest lesson since being diagnosed. It's like you have, you have put so much weight into what people think about you that you don't need to anymore. Because bitch, you almost died. <laughs> yeah, right. It's perspective. Yeah. It's it's um, yeah. So, it's a perspective we should all have. It's like right. Nothing is real. Nothing is real. <laughs> but is everything real, is important. Oh my gosh! But everything matters, and it's like yeah. You know, it's like the the meaningful interactions that matter, and not the bullshit interactions that right. should yes. should weigh on you because all those bullshit ideas have been placed upon people because of society <laughs> mm-hmm. patriarchy all things wrong with this yeah. world honestly it all boils yeah. down to the patriarchy and capitalism <sighs> and but, like, racism i would just love to see one day in this world where women just ran the world because that world is let's where I wanna talk live. about that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm talking to two men, but y'all. <laughs> like, I mean, if, I mean, if shit goes down to drain again, I would literally move to New Zealand because they have a badass female prime minister that cares about her citizens, every single one of her citizens. It's, that, it's like, very interesting. It's very interesting. Quite. That all wars have been created by men. <laughs> but, <laughs> but women are the emotional ones who can't get our emotions in check. Let's let's um let's take it back real fast. Let's take it back. <laughs> let's take it back. <laughs> take it back. Right. Okay, so Patty, Patty. Mm. Um yes. it sounds very it's very clear that you're embracing life. You're doing your best that you can to thrive um, and experience the joy and let the little shit go. Um, As we close this episode, what is one thing that you would like for folks to know or like one message you would like to share uh, to our listeners regarding all of what we've talked about and your diagnosis? Um, Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. And if it happens to you, just know that your closest circles will envelop you with love and support. Like, like I said before, I've been very, 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 very fortunate to just really be enveloped in that kind of love and support from the very beginning. Like these are like my ride and dies forever. And that includes like Crystal and you, like you guys have just really Mm. been supportive of everything that I've gone through in my life, especially Crystal. Hello, almost 20 years. Whereas I'm gone. (laughs) And, you know, and, and 
you have a community that will embrace you and love you. And, you know, it, unfortunately, if, if, if it happens to you, just know that modern medicine will take care of you. That love and compassion will take care of you. And so give that back. And that's what I usually like feel like when you are put in a situation like this, give that love and compassion back to others because, you know, like you, you, you are meant to survive for a reason. You have a purpose now. Share your story so that others can learn from it so that no one has to get through it. And by the way, Thursday, December 1st is World AIDS Day. So everyone, please celebrate that every year. Wear a red ribbon, donate, and um, have compassion for people because this, this, it's literally what we truly need from people. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Why you're my best friend. <laughs> 20 years. Oh my God. Oh I think God. you and me have been friends probably for 10 years. Yes. Right? So. Because oh I met God. I met you, Crystal probably like 11, 10 or 11 years ago. Yeah. So Patty would have been like nine or 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Oh okay. my God. We have been around for quite some time, y'all. We sure have. <laughs> Love and we that don't look like us. our age, which is fantastic. Ooh, I'm for that. <laughs> We're hottie McTotties. <laughs> hottie McTotties aging gracefully and all that. Yes. Love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, guys. This was very, very fun. And thank you so much again for the space. Thank you. We appreciate you for sharing your story with us and for sharing a, a very vulnerable part of yourself. We love you always, forever. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Um, so follow Patrick. Do we, do you want people to follow you? Sure. Follow yeah. me. Follow Patrick. Patrick's fun. Um, at Patrick <laughs> Anthony 18. Um, thank you very much for being here. I love you so much. Love you. I can't wait to see you soon. Sooner and than later. Yes. Should go eat. <sighs> yes. Can we please? Yes. Oh my God. Me searchers. Thank you for being here. Um, go get yourself educated on all the things. And get tested, um, please. And, Don't be afraid. Oh, that's nothing. Get tested mm. all the yes. time. That is something yes, yes. that the Filipino American community actually has to acknowledge that uh, yes. <clears throat> our community doesn't get tested because of the stigma. So stop the stigma so you can get tested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like yes 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 it's yes. a unending circle that isn't great um <laughs> me searchers thank y'all for being here we appreciate y'all everyone this was patrick a sensei woo, 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 woo. thank you and don't forget everybody be a me searcher follow us at me search podcast and check us out online at me search we're gonna get to the bottom of things this is me search folks I cannot with you too. <laughs>